0: What's up everybody, welcome to Full Draw Friday, episode number 42. Today I'm going to give you the rut update, which is officially a rut update because we're in the last week of October now, so we're starting to see some of that activity. Really it's pre-rut activity, but pre-rut leads right into the rut. So that's what we're going to do to start off, then we're going to get into some strategies that will build off of that. Obviously, we want to build our hunting strategy around the deer activity and what they're doing. And then I got an article from Alex Comstock in North American Whitetail about in-season scouting that I'm going to go through a little bit and then we'll get out of here. We'll get into what looks like it could be the best weekend of the season so far and maybe overall. Uh, especially if you got a buck that you know and you're trying to kill, this might be the weekend that you get him on the ground. So, let's get into folder off Friday number 42 and then you can head out to the stand and maybe do just that. All right, so like I said, we'll start off with the rut update, like we've been doing. The bucks are really starting to open up those scrapes. They're really starting to hit them more consistently. So if you've had one on a scrape, maybe once or twice already this season, he's probably going to start hitting that particular scrape more consistently. And he's opening up new ones, you know, on his way out to feed, on his way back to bed. my cameras are showing that they're getting on those more consistently. I'm seeing the same bucks over and over uh, almost every night right now that are hitting those same scrapes. And even moving on to some different mock scrapes that I've made, I'm starting to see the same bucks on different scrapes uh, on particular properties. So they're moving a lot more as well. They're not just hitting the ones that are closest to their bedding. They're starting to run around and check more and more places, looking for those does that are going to first, the first ones to come in heat and making sure the other bucks know that they're in the area. So they're hitting those scrapes more and they're starting to get bigger. You know, They're starting to get that rutted up look to them that we all know, the swollen necks, because they're preparing for what's coming here in about another week and a half. So that's kind of what we're seeing on the rut activity. Like I said, it's really a pre-rut activity, but we're going to still call it a rut update because that's where they're at. All like it always is this last week of October, you know, it's nice to see that stuff. You know the rut's going to be at the same time of year as it always is, so you can basically mark your calendar by it, but it's still good to see that stuff and just confirm what's going on. We actually did see uh, younger bucks pushing some does around earlier this week as well. And you're not going to see the older bucks doing that quite yet unless you get a doe that comes in early. That's the ones that the the mature bucks are going to be finding. They know that they've been around. They know that the mature does are generally the first ones to come in, so that's where they're going to hang out. And not only that, but they're going to be doing these things of checking these scrapes and working the downwind side of these doe bedding areas and doe feeding areas. That way they can find out when the does are coming in estrus. They're not going to waste their time chasing around does that aren't ready yet or aren't going to be ready for a while like those younger bucks are doing but it is a good sign that you know it's starting to heat up and the best time of the year is I mean it's basically here now so that's what we got for a rut update on to the hunting strategy which like I said is going to tie right into that as it should our strategy should follow the deer activity throughout the year if it doesn't we're going to have a lot of long boring sits more than likely so to start off with you know, hunt the bucks that are daylight active right now. So if you've got pictures of a buck in daylight, even once this season, if you don't have any others, key in on him. If you've got him, especially like on a fairly regular pattern, maybe he's on there, you know, every other day, every three days or something in the daylight. He's maybe not even in the same spot, but he's on that particular farm in daytime, go hunt that deer. Cause this is going to be your best chance these next five days or so to kill that deer before he starts running all over the place for the rut. And then maybe he ends up on the neighbor's property, maybe they kill him, maybe you can't catch up with him because he's so sporadic and he's all over the place chasing does. Right now he's still going to be on, in his home range, more than likely. He's going to be pushing the outside edges of that, so he's going to be moving more, but you're going to know where he's at. So this is going to be your best time of year to kill that deer. Now if you don't have one that's showing up in daylight or is showing up in daylight, find the one that's closest to that. So if you got one on camera at like 7 at night or let's say 6 in the morning right now, Just right on the edge. Even you can go two hours outside of daylight. Hunt that deer in those places where he's being most consistent at those times because soon he's going to make his first daylight appearance and you can be there when that happens. As long as the wind's good and you're not pushing things too much, you don't want to take any dumb chances. But if you can get in there and you have the good access and the right wind for that, then you can get in there and hunt that deer because, like I said, he's going to make that first daylight appearance sooner rather than later, especially with this cold front we have coming in this weekend. Uh, That's why I say I think this could be the best weekend of the year, maybe overall, especially if you're on a particular buck that's living close or on your farm. This could be the best weekend of the year for you. Uh, And then even looking into next week, that first week of November, it's going to be cold here in the Midwest. We're going to have rising pressure, falling temperatures, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be really good. We're we're hitting this front right at the perfect time of year uh, for killing big deer. So it's going to be going to be a lot of fun this weekend if you can do this stuff also if you haven't yet start hunting those mornings I know uh generally I think I've hunted one morning so far generally I'll wait till like the 25th to start hunting him um we hunted one one morning like maybe the 20th 21st or something like that because we'd had a buck that we thought we might shoot on camera in the morning. Uh, after legal shooting, so he was daylighting in the morning, so that's why we went in after him. But if you haven't started that yet, now's the time to start because even if you don't have those bucks, like I said, in daylight in the mornings, soon you're going to. So why not be there when that first picture's taken, and then you can shoot that deer. And especially do that over those scrape lines. So if you have a scrape line that's leading between bedding and food, hunt those things in the mornings because the bucks are going to be hitting those on their way back to bed. It's going to take them longer and longer to get back to bed, so they're likely going to be out longer during the night, checking those does, and then making their scrapes on the way back, and you might catch him in daylight before he gets back to his bed. This is the time of year where we can do that. A lot of times those mature bucks are the first ones back to bed the rest of the year because they know they need to be back there in the safety before daylight comes. But right now, they know what's coming, and they're preparing for the rut so hard that they kind of put that off to the side and start thinking about breeding instead of their bedding cover, and they're going to be out longer making those scrapes, making more and more scrapes, making rubs and stuff like that. So it's going to take them longer to get back to that bed, so you might catch them in the daylight in the mornings. That's why we want to start hunting those mornings right now if you haven't done that yet. All right, that's going to be the hunting strategy for this weekend and then leading into next week as well. And we'll get into more rut-focused strategy next Friday, even though we're going to catch kind of the first part of that in this week. But that'll be like your pre-rut, and I think really that leads into the first couple days of November as well, especially down here in southern Illinois. Now, if you're a little farther north, maybe you're up northern Missouri, Iowa, then, you know, you can push that a couple days, and you're probably going to be talking more rut strategy the first few days of November, whereas I think down here, and even the farther south you go, you can push that back a few days. So just know where you're at, how that changes things. So on to our North American whitetail segment. This week, I found an article by Alex Comstock in the last edition of the magazine, and it's on in-season scouting, and it's actually called The Lost Art of In-Season Scouting, which I think is a pretty appropriate title, because we talk about it all the time, a lot of people rely too much on trail cameras, and they forget about doing some in-season scouting, or scouting at all for that matter, and if you rely on that trail camera, you might miss a lot of stuff. You're going to miss a lot of stuff. Uh, Me and Dad were out on um, Tuesday this week and we hunted and saw 10 to 12 deer and I didn't get any pictures of them camera right in front of the stand we had deer within 40 yards uh, for the last easy last 30 minutes of daylight and never got a picture of any of them so had I just been relying on my camera I wouldn't even have known there were deer around but we went hunted had like I said 10 to 12 deer around us you know within 40 yards most of them all evening. So you can't rely too much on those trail cameras. Once you start putting scouting boots on the ground along with those trail cameras and that data you're collecting from them, that's when you start being consistently, uh, that's when you consistently start killing mature bucks. So he goes through here and I'm not going to read the first part of the article. So you guys pick it up and read it for yourselves. Uh, It's a really good article, but I'm going to catch the last two parts of the article. And the first one's weather conditions. He says, if you're going to strictly in season scout, without mobile hunting, there are a couple other things to consider. The most important to me is weather conditions. There are two main weather conditions that I prefer to do my in-season scouting in, rain and wind. If it's super windy out, you're probably not hunting. I'm not saying you can't kill a big buck in high winds, but sometimes i found that foregoing a hunt to scout in season can be more beneficial than hunting in bad weather conditions, especially if it's been slow in the deer woods for you. So if you're not seeing a lot of deer and you're not getting a lot on camera, and you have one of those bad days. You don't want to go hunt uh, your best stand, obviously. You don't want to go you know, do an observation sit where you might not see anything anyway and you're kind of tied to the tree for the evening. Those are the days where he's talking about going out and scouting. He says, when you've got high winds, the wind can help conceal the sound you make walking around, allowing you to scout around undetected. The other weather condition that I absolutely love to do my in-season scouting in is rain. Now, I will go back for a second. If you're scouting in high winds, make sure you're paying attention to what's above your head because there's going to be stuff falling from trees if the wind's blowing too hard. Make sure you're not walking under any big dead trees or make sure you're paying attention to dead limbs and stuff so nothing falls on you while you're out there. So always be safe when it comes to that. But now on to the the rain. He said, The other condition that I absolutely love to do my in-season scouting in is rain. When it's raining at a decent clip, most of your ground sin is going to be washed away. This allows you to push the limits and scout on foot in areas you'd otherwise want to pen- not want to penetrate. When it's raining, I'll typically do my bigger in-season scouts. Maybe it's a chunk of public land that I've been wanting to check out, or maybe I've got a buck coming from a certain area on trail cam, but he's always showing up after dark. During a good rain, I'll really comb over that area, opposed to scouting the fringes or tiptoeing through areas as I normally would. During a rain event, I'll scout thoroughly, thoroughly, making waypoints and mental checks. Rain is also great for getting trail cameras up in areas you don't really want to disturb. We utilize a lot of cell cams, and if there's a particular spot, I'd love to have a cell cam, but don't want to intrude upon. I'll use the rain to my advantage and get to the camera. Get the camera up on those days. It's a great way to in-season scout. So that's something else when we're talking about in-season scouting. It's not just necessarily walking around looking for buck sign. Like you mentioned there, if you've got one on camera and it's always at night, maybe it's three hours after dark, two hours after dark, even that one hour after dark, and you want to find out, you kind of know where he's coming from, you want to find out where he's living, you can take those days and push in a little bit and find his sign, find that buck sign to find out maybe where he's living at without intruding too far. But also, you can do that and put up cameras while you're doing it. So if you go find a new spot that, hey, this looks like he might be coming through here or he might be living in here, maybe I stumbled upon his bed without spooking him, hopefully, or maybe you just went a little bit too far, throw that camera up and find out what's really happening in there. You can do that on those days too. So I would not go, I don't go in-season scouting without taking at least one camera with me, maybe two. And those are going to be, typically you're going to want those to be sale cameras because you don't want to have to go in there again. But you can put up a regular camera, wait for the next windy or rainy day that you're not going to be hunting, and then go in and pull that card on those days as well. So just remember when you're doing this in-season scouting, when this comes to combining the cameras and doing that, take a couple cameras with you, and you may find a spot you want to throw them up. So he goes on into... What he calls no-go zones. When it comes to in-season scouting, there are a couple types of areas I stay away from entirely. The first is anything I would consider a major bedding area. If I've identified a sanctuary or major, major bedding area, I find no point to go walking through them during the season. I believe that is only going to hurt you. If you need to confirm something or have a theory about an edge or a part of the bedding area, I'd suggest mobile scouting hunting. So if you do have one of those bedding areas that you think you're like 90% sure it's a major bedding area, but you're not sure. That's where you go do your observation it sits on the outside edge of those areas. You don't want to push into them and intrude too much. You leave your scent. They're probably not going to like that. They may stop using it, especially the mature deer. This is something that we always recommend to, it seems like, on our on our consultation trips when we go to a client property. We'll try to give them an area that will mark off a sanctuary. And generally what I do is tell them just like from September 15th to January 15th or end of January, just stay out of there. Let the deer have that. You can kill them outside of there. But give them that space where they're not going to be bothered, where they know they're safe. That way they have somewhere to stay, hopefully on your property, during the daytime where they can go and not be bothered. If you start going in there and you try to hunt, hunt that or you try to scout through that and you scare them off, Then you're pushing them off your property. Now maybe they're not getting to you till after dark as opposed to moving on your property during the daylight. So we always try to give those sanctuary areas, and that's what he's talking about here. Maybe have one of those naturally, especially if it's on public ground. If you know where one's at, just leave it alone. Give them a place where they can feel safe. He continues, remember, it's always risky to invade a bedding area. However, under perfect conditions, the closer you get to major bedding, the more likely it is you'll have an opportunity on the first sit. The other type of area I don't like to do in-season scouting is what I would call a buck's core home range. When I'm in-season scouting, I'm trying to figure out where a buck's home range is or if there's a mature buck in the area at all. If you believe you have a buck's core area already pinned down, you may do more harm than good walking all over the area. By going too deep into a buck's lair, most of the time you're looking for things you probably already know are there. All I'm saying here is to be careful, and if you do scout an area like this, I suggest doing it slowly and preferably during a rainy day. So if you already know where that buck's bedding, you're already pretty sure where he's going. Why are you going in there and scouting is basically what he's saying, because you know you're going to find rubs, you know you're going to find scrapes. It's just you already know what's there. You already kind of know what you're going to find. Just leave him alone, let him be. Don't go in there and take a chance of spooking him out. You're just going to find what you already know. So if you have him pegged, don't worry about going in there and messing things up. This in-season scouting is going to be for what we talked about earlier, where if you have one and you're not 100% sure what's going on, or maybe you don't know exactly where he's coming from, you got him on trail camera at dark, you think you can get, him on, get on him in daylight, but you don't know where exactly, that's what you use the in-season scouting for. Or maybe it's to find out, you know, like we talked about with Steve Shirk, find out which bedding areas that they're checking most. Go find those scrapes that are on those doe bedding areas and do that kind of stuff. Rather than, okay, I know this buck's living in here. This is a core home range. I'm going to just go in there and drop around and see if I can find a scrape he made yesterday. That doesn't do you a lot of good. So make sure you're doing it at the right times for the right reasons as well. But don't forget about in season scouting. That's going to do it for Folder Off Friday, episode number 42. I appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Good luck this weekend. Make sure you stay safe, wear your safety harnesses. Get out there. If you got a mature buck, that you've been hunting for a year or two, if you know he's in the area, go out there this weekend, make it happen. It's going to be your best chance potentially at that deer. And then we got November coming up next week. So before we get on the next full draw Friday, it's going to be November. So I'm excited. Hopefully you guys are too. Best of luck to you. And we will catch you Monday for the regular episode.